are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. We think, just let me think. Expect even now, orders are being shouted into telephones, and men with guns will soon be on their way. It's chance of Damn it. Why? Because while the truncheon may be used in lieu of conversation, words will always retain their power. Words offer the means to meaning, and for those who will listen, the enunciation of truth. And the truth is, there is something terribly wrong with this country, isn't there? Cruelty and injustice, intolerance and oppression. And where once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have censors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity and subverting your submission. We need cameras. How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, certainly there are those who are more responsible than others, and they will be held accountable. But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. I know why you did it. I know you were afraid. Who wouldn't be? War, terror, disease. There were a myriad of problems which conspired to corrupt your reason and rob you of your common sense. Fear got the best of you. And in your panic, you turned to the now High Chancellor. He promised you order. He promised you peace. And all he demanded in return was your silent, obedient consent. People should not be afraid of their governments. Government should be afraid of their people. from V for Vendetta, a movie you really should see if you haven't already. It was a film made in response to 9-11 because a lot of us, a lot of people knew when people saw the attacks on our civil liberties following 9-11 using terrorism as an excuse, a lot of people knew where this was going, that we were headed towards totalitarianism, towards something out of a George Orwell novel. George Orwell's 1984. Guess what V for Vendetta was about? Oh my goodness, can you guess? It was about a virus, St. Mary's virus. Well, actually, it was about what happened after people were afraid of a virus, the St. Mary's virus, and people were so frightened of that virus and of getting sick that they gave up all their civil liberties. Interesting, isn't it? Does it sound familiar by any chance? Well, my wonderful listeners... No one else is telling this story, so I guess it has to be me. It looks like I'm going to be the only one. The only one left who has a memory, maybe. You tell me a little bit about 9-11 and 9-11's influence, a post-9-11 world, and how it has influenced what is occurring today. But I don't hear anyone talking about what happened, what life was like before 9-11. For some reason, it's as though people's memories have just been wiped clean. I don't know, is it because uh, our TV sets are blaring 24 hours a day? Our computers are always on, our smartphones are always on, we've got all these gadgets. If we're, we're not listening to a TV set, 
or having a radio on or something. We've got our smartphones on and we're going, you know, through social media and interacting with a bunch of people we don't even know. <laughs> Talking about celebrities that we worship that we don't even know, but we think they're great because they look good on TV or on or on YouTube or wherever. <laughs> it's really sad how detached we are from reality as a society, you know, that really so many people are spending their time in virtual reality already, just getting their entertainment and their titillation and their joy from from TV, from movies, from, from their computers, and from alcohol and drugs. And a lot of people are just constantly medicated and constantly sedated and constantly distracted. And that's how they're getting through their lives. It really, really shows how unhappy people are, how miserable a lot of people are, and were even before 9-11, actually. But now things are amped up, right? But yeah, just going back in time. Let's go through a time capsule, shall we? (laughs) 20 years ago. Let's go back to 20 years ago. No surveillance cameras on the street. (gasps) Oh my goodness, wasn't it dangerous? How did people keep safe? (laughs) Well... We watched over each other. We didn't rely on the government or Big Brother or somebody in power. We watched over each other. Kids walked to school by themselves, and neighbors were looking out the window and watching the kids walk by on their way to and from school. People were watching out for each other. They weren't constantly distracted by all these devices, and people were actually looking at their environment and watching what was happening in their actual environment, their immediate environment, outside, all around them. (laughs) It's hard to believe, but for centuries, human beings survived without surveillance, without surveillance cameras, I should say, without smartphones, without computers, without all of this distraction and a big brother figure spying on their every move. So you could walk down the street and somebody wasn't watching you. You could walk into a store and they weren't watching you. Maybe they had a security guard who was watching, but they didn't have these surveillance cameras that could zoom in on your face and look at the expression on your face and watch what your hands were doing and watch every move you were making. They weren't listening in on your conversations. Now they are. There are surveillance cameras with microphones on the streets, in businesses, everywhere. Well, not everywhere, but almost everywhere. And they're listening in on your conversations. They're watching your every move. And Americans are okay with it. Oh, it's to keep us safe. It's a violation of our Fourth Amendment right to our Constitution. So all these conservative Republicans out there who think that this is a Democrat issue and they're blaming the Democrats and the leftists and they think it's communism or socialism. Excuse me, but where were you? Where were you when the Patriot Act was passed? Why weren't you protesting then? Was it the communists, the socialists, the Democrats, the leftists who passed the Patriot Act? No, it was the conservative Republicans who passed the Patriot Act. This is not about communism. This is not about socialism. This is not a left versus right issue. The conservatives, the Republicans, put through the surveillance state 
following the Patriot Act. This is not a partisan issue. It has nothing at all to do with communism. It has to do with power. People wielding power and control over other people goes goes back much farther than the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. goes back way before then to the beginning of time. There have always been people trying to take control over other people, and there are always willing victims, people who just love other people, telling them what to do. It makes life easier. They don't have to think. They don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, yeah, sure, just go ahead and tell me what to do. So this is a universal thing, and that's why it's happening around the world. All throughout history, people have given up their power. Don't believe me? Start reading some books. Don't go online and search for this. Get a friggin' book, people. You can go to a site like abebooks.com, or you can go to your small locally owned bookstore if they're still alive, if they haven't been kicked out of business by these big corporations that are taking over the entire world right now. You can go there and get a book on history and read about the stuff that's happened because you'll be amazed by how many times human beings have given up their power over and over and over again. And what's the first step? Well, one of the first steps, one of the first steps that dictators take is to take away your right to privacy. Yep, that's one of the first steps they take. So, apparently there was a terrorist attack on September 11th, 2001, here in the United States. And so the powers that be said, oh my goodness, big fat terrorist attack. Terrorism is a serious problem, even though it's the only one that we've had, the only big major terrorist attack of that scope that we've had. I don't know of any other major terrorist attack that's occurred since then. And I certainly don't want another one to occur. And I'm certainly not trying to send the message to the powers of be to orchestrate another one, because I do believe that 9-11 was on a certain level an inside job. I mean, there had to have been some people here in the United States who participated, who allowed it to happen on some level. Um, just looking at all the evidence, I think it's pretty clear that we can debate we can have a debate on how it happened or whether it really happened. We know we can have all those debates, just like people are arguing over whether or not the virus exists. Okay, we can have those debates. But the reality is 9-11, that event that happened on September 11th, 2001, is being used or was being used and is still being used to take away our civil liberties, particularly our Fourth Amendment, our Fourth Amendment right to privacy. Now, what nobody, no, nobody talks about is how before 9-11, 20 years ago, all this mass surveillance didn't exist, and we were fine. We were a lot more free than we are now. You could walk down the street and know that nobody was watching you from somewhere else. You know, nobody was spying on you through a camera and watching your every move. Imagine now, conceivably... Someone from another state, from another country, could be watching you as you're walking down the street. They could zoom in on your face and look at your facial expression. They could look at what you're, how you're moving your hands as you walk down the street, how your feet move, how your legs move, kind of get an idea of what you might be thinking or feeling just by observing you. And, you know, and that's been true for nearly 20 years now. 
Americans have just allowed this. And what's really interesting is that surveillance cameras went up all over the world or in many parts of the world. Even though other countries were not attacked on September 11th, Canada was not attacked on September 11th, and yet they put up surveillance cameras. How come? Oh my goodness, why? Does Canada have a big problem with terrorism? And, you know, I've been talking about this, uh, as I've mentioned so many times on this podcast. Maybe my wonderful, invisible listeners, maybe their ears are getting tired of <laughs> listening to me talk. Would somebody please repeal the Patriot Act so we don't have to listen to this woman on this show called Occupy Your Mind complaining about it? Yeah, if for that reason only, can you please just repeal that friggin' Patriot Act? Because this woman just nags and nags and nags about the Patriot Act over and over again. That's all she talks about. Yes, and I will continue to talk about it for as long as I'm able to. Who knows how much longer that'll be with what's going on right now. I will not forget. I will not forget. And none of us should. We are not free when we're being watched or being spied on constantly. Now you go to work. Your boss is watching you remotely. Even if your boss is not in the room. There's surveillance surveillance cameras all over the place you might not even be able to see them i mean this is this is something out of some sort of crazy science fiction thriller isn't it it, it really is and now when you apply for a job there are so many hoops to jump through and most employers are doing these criminal background checks they need to find out if you're a criminal it's all based on fear based on fear what if i hire a criminal to work for me and insurance companies, you know, insurance companies requiring these hoops to be jumped through. And of course, the problem with that is it makes it just makes it harder for people to get jobs, makes it harder for people to to find work. And they need to know everything about you. They need to do this background checking on you and violate your privacy and find out all kinds of things about you. You know, it's one thing if you apply to work for the FBI or something like that, but you're just applying to be a cashier in a store or you know, or just do some office work somewhere. Why do they need to know everything about you and your background? And why does nobody question it? Well, I have nothing to hide, so I have nothing to worry about. <laughs> I'm not a criminal. Well, I'm not a criminal either. But I do like my privacy. I don't walk up to perfect strangers and give them my social security number. Do you? Will you tell me, you know what, I invite you, my wonderful invisible listeners, write to me or contact me via anchor.fm forward slash occupy your mind. Tell me your name, your address, your phone number, your social security number, your date of birth, and tell me about your background. Tell me more, your ethnicity, your religion, what religion and race your parents were. You know, I want to know all about your background. Will you tell me? Because after all, you haven't done anything wrong, so you have nothing to worry about, right? So why not tell me everything? Everything. My guess is you're not going to do it, right? You're not going to just give your information out like that, but whenever you apply for a job, you are. You're authorizing them to dig up all this information on you. Meanwhile, there's criminals in our government, <laughs> you know, in our government, in our law enforcement, in our judicial system. Where are the judges there are lawsuits happening around the world, and some of these judges will not act. I talked to one lawyer who told me the judge was just sitting on the case, and he was suing because of the unconstitutional mandates here in New York State. Judge is just sitting on it, refusing to, to take an action on the case. So we've got criminals running things, 
and we're not getting background information on them. When you apply for a job, they're not giving you their, their background, right? The person hiring you is not giving you their name, their date of birth, their, you know, their phone number, their personal information. No, they hide their personal information, but they need to have yours. That's power, power being wielded over you. And our Fourth Amendment was supposed to protect us from that. And it's been reported since long before this coronavirus. Again, following the Patriot Act, which conservative Republicans put through. Okay? And again, I'm nonpartisan here. I'm nonpartisan. I'm well aware that Joe Biden wrote the original plan for the Patriot Act, and he's a Democrat. So both sides are in on it. But what I'm that's what I'm trying to show you right now, is I'm not trying to... Con- criticize conservative Republicans other than to say, if you're a conservative Republican who's protesting against all this now, you need to take responsibility for the fact that you allowed that Patriot Act and other post 9-11 laws to get put through. We the people allowed this and we didn't have to. We should have been protesting a long time ago, 20 years ago. We should have been out there almost 20 years ago. Anyway, So there are supercomputers that were set up and they've been collecting people's data. Very easy for them to do with the internet. They can find out everything about you, what you like, what you don't like, your personality, and they can predict what you're going to do next. They can predict your future, collect your, your, you know, your records and, uh, you know, your monitor your conversations online on your smartphone. Yeah. And, you know, we can, we can go back to being free again, take down the surveillance cameras and, and take down the supercomputers and take down the Patriot Act and other laws like the National Defense Authorization Act, which was later passed by Obama. We can get rid of all those laws and there will be people who will abuse their freedom. Yeah. There are always going to be people who abuse their freedom, but those people are going to abuse our society anyway, regardless surveillance cameras or not, there are always going to be some people who are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. My point is that mass surveillance does not keep us safe. Safety is an illusion. It doesn't exist. The world is just not a safe place. Never has been, never will be. But mass surveillance and chronic fear, that doesn't keep us safe. What it does do is it gives other people power over us because they convince us to be afraid all the time and then tell us that they're going to protect us. They're going to take care of us. And how do I know this? Oh, you know what? Because I'm a quote unquote feminist because I believe in equal rights for women. And this is how women have been treated throughout much of history. We're told uh, you need a man to protect you, to take care of you. You can't take care of yourself. You can't do it on your own. You're a woman. You're weak. You can't handle it. It's that same psychology that's used on women that's being used on all people, male and female, because they discovered that, you know, women make up half the population, and yet they can oppress half the population. They can suppress half the population using fear. So they're using that same strategy on men as well as women now to oppress everybody, So now also due to the Patriot Act, if you go to buy cold medicine, um, certain kinds of medicines at the store, they need to see your ID to keep you safe, of course, to keep you safe. I once went to buy an art supply, some art supplies, and they wanted to see my ID because they said, oh, some people are using it to to make drugs or to commit terrorist attacks or whatever. You know, all that's a violation of our privacy. And Again, Patriot Act did that, and come on, people. You know, really, take some responsibility for what we have done as a society when we allowed that terrible law to be passed. 
The police were armed with military weapons and high-tech surveillance equipment. Something really strange is I've, I've been noticing their cars get bigger. Now they're driving around these SUVs. And mysteriously, just the other day, I noticed something very strange happening here in New York State again, and maybe happening in your state as well. I saw the police show up and get out of unmarked white pickup trucks. Big, shiny, new, expensive-looking pickup trucks. So now they're driving pickup trucks. Why pickup trucks? What are pickup trucks used for? Well, they're used to haul things, right? So when if they take things from people, like people's furniture, or people's belongings, people's personal belongings, they can store them in the pickup truck. That's the only thing I can think of, and knowing about the Great Reset and how they want to take away our, our, our things, basically, and, and put us in a position where we don't own anything, I'm just wondering why they're driving pickup trucks now. That really concerns me a lot. And then I also saw some of them get out of these white vehicles with colored stripes on the side. Very, very, very strange. And it makes me wonder, I'm not somebody who believes that the United Nations is primarily the cause of all this, but it does make me think about Rosa Corey and what she had said before she passed away about the United Nations, you know, participating in, in trying to form this one world government. Why are they bringing in these these police vehicles that do not look like American vehicles. They don't have the American colors on them. You know, the traditional police vehicles tend to have the red, white, and blue flashing lights on them. And these newer ones don't have those colors. Well, they're white vehicles, but they have this, they have these pastel looking colors on the side of them. So that was very odd. And if I see that again, uh, maybe I will talk more about that because I only saw that once recently, and I don't know what that is, what that means. And once again, um, if you know, you can contact me through anchor.fm forward slash Occupy Your Mind. Also, if you're interested in that swampland, the swampland in Florida is still available to anyone who has taken a sh- that the toxic injection, both injections, is still alive and thinks that they're going to live a long time and that those injections are harmless and helping them and and they believe that there's a serious virus out there that's killing people and that everyone needs to be injected. If you seriously still believe that, the Swampland is available to you. It is in Florida. And uh, a special deal, special discount for the brainwashed. Special discount for the brainwashed. Okay, so one other thing I wanted to mention is that before the technology existed that we have today, um, before computers and AI, dictators used human beings to spy on other people. So they would, uh, the king would send a spy, a person, to, to go out and observe political dissidents, political activists, people they didn't like. But just watch this person, check this person out. So the spy might walk into that person's neighborhood and, and just hang out and talk to people. Hey, you know that guy over there? Yeah, you, you know anything about him? You know that lady over there? You know, do you know anything about her? You know, and just kind of get to know people and find out things and then report back to the king. Oh, yeah, um, that lady over there doesn't like you. She's saying bad things about the king. She's saying bad things about the king. Everyone in her neighborhood's talking about it. Um, and that guy over there, he's doing things that you ordered the people not to do. He's defying your orders. And, and this person over there is doing that, and that person over there is doing that. Yeah, so human beings acted as spies. Okay, so dictators all throughout history have violated people's privacy, people's right to privacy, and have spied on people to find out who is going against their orders, 
so that they could penalize them, of course, (laughs) you know, have them arrested, thrown in prison, tortured, killed, whatever. So spying on people, keeping people under surveillance is, is in a lot of ways an old idea that people in, in positions of power have had. And that's why our Fourth Amendment right to privacy was written. It was written to maintain freedom and prevent tyranny, to prevent dictatorship from occurring, to prevent an authoritarian system from emerging here in the United States. In fact, the Constitution... I know we talked about this previously, but the Constitution was was not very democratic in its writing, and so the colonists would not sign on to it. So the founders of this country wrote up the Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments to the Constitution, to ensure that the people had some basic rights that would not be violated. The Fourth Amendment happens to be my favorite one. Of course, now with COVID, um, the First Amendment's being taken away our right to peaceably assemble, our right to get access to accurate information from a mass media, you know, journalists having the freedom to report honestly and accurately. Um, That's being taken away. But after 9-11, it was our Fourth Amendment that they were attacking. And the Fourth Amendment is very important because it, it basically says you cannot be spied on without a warrant. It doesn't prevent law enforcement from spying on people. The government... And law enforcement has had the ability to spy on criminals or people who they suspected were criminals. But what the Patriot Act did was it gave the government the right to spy without a warrant. It gave law enforcement the right to spy without a warrant. Basically, on a whim, uh, if a cop has a crush on you, (laughs) you know, or someone in the government has a crush on you, they can get information on you. Pretty much the the Patriot Act allows this spying on innocent people. And that's why it's very, very dangerous. Now, I, I just want to mention, too, that I did not intend to be condescending when I said get a book instead of looking up information online. And I apologize if I came across as condescending when I said that. The reason why I said that is because there's so much censorship online right now that we can't trust it anymore. And it's sad, but... I just want to tell you, you can look up the Constitution and the Bill of Rights online and, and read it online. But my concern is that we can't trust anything that we find online anymore. So how do you know that they haven't edited it, you know, taken some words out or put some words in? So that's why I like to go back to getting an old-fashioned book, particularly a book that was written long before COVID, <laughs> basically. And I have a couple of copies of the Constitution that were issued years before covid and I, have, I just have more trust in that. So I'm going to read to you the Fourth Amendment to our Constitution, okay? Quote, The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched, and the persons are things to be seized. That's it. It's short. It's not very long. But essentially what it says is that people can be secure in their persons. That means your body, yourself. Okay, your body cannot be searched or seized. Your house cannot be searched or seized. Your papers, your personal papers cannot be searched or seized. Your effects, your things, the things that you own cannot be searched or seized. 
unreasonable searches is what it says. So unreasonable searches or seizures. Okay, so that gives the government a little bit of power, actually, because it says that if they decide it's reasonable for them to search or seize you or your property, they can do it. But it makes sense. If you're a criminal, you just killed someone, so they can search you, <laughs> you know, they, and they think you have a gun in your pocket or whatever. They can search you, and they can seize you and put you in jail because you committed a crime. So that's what it's saying is against the right of the people to be secure against unreasonable searches. So it means they can't search you or seize you or your property uh, for if it's unreasonable, okay? They have to have a reason for searching you or your property. They have to have a very good reason to do that. And it also says no warrants shall issue. They cannot issue a warrant even unless they have probable cause supported by oath or affirmation. So they, in other words, they have to have a reason once again for searching or seizing you or your property. And they have to be willing to go before a judge and uh, issue an oath or an affirmation and say, yes, judge, I promise you that I am very suspicious of this person. I think this is the serial killer. I think this is the thief. I think this is the person who committed the crime. I, I have lots of reasons to believe that. Lots of reason to think that this person is guilty. So I must search their property or I must search them. And the oath or affirmation has to describe particularly. So it has to be very specific in describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. So before they can arrest you or, or search you or your belongings or your home, they have to be able to go to a judge and describe in particular, this is, we need to search this person's home to find the murder weapon, to find evidence that this person committed the crime because we, we were, we're almost a hundred percent sure this person's guilty. So they, they have to be very specific, be able to describe that place or person that needs to be searched or seized or the things that need to be searched or seized. Okay, that's the Fourth Amendment. I urge you, again, to get a book. It's not very expensive, actually. You can get a copy of the Constitution pretty cheaply, and uh, you might even get one for less than five bucks, actually. And instead of going online, only because, as I said, everything is just being intercepted and censored, and they're spying on you and paying attention to what you're reading and what you're looking at. And again, the Patriot Act allowed that. The Patriot Act allowed the government to spy on people. And they were for a while there, and I don't know if they still are or not, but they were spying on people's library records to see what kind of books people were checking out or movies or DVDs. Or if you use a library computer, if you use their internet access, they are spying on you. In fact, there are websites I could not go on using my own computer, but l using the library's internet, their, their Wi-Fi system, websites I could not access. And the same was true in some stores like Wegmans. Wegmans censors people for your own good, of course. Oh yes, it's for your own safety because you can't possibly take responsibility for yourself and your own safety and what kind of information you access, right? right? And what's really interesting is political websites are pretty much uh, classified as pornography, apparently. So <laughs> you're not allowed because it's just so titillating to find out what's happening in the world and to stop and think about it all. You know, it really is. So that's our Fourth Amendment. And let's move on to the Patriot Act. Now, I must admit, in full disclosure, that I actually got a copy of the Patriot Act online, okay? Only because I don't know where else I can get it. I can't just buy it at a bookstore. Oh, I don't trust our government, to be honest. Um, I did get it off the government's website, congress.gov. 
What I have here is Public Law 107-56, October 26, 2001. September 11th, 2001, that was the day of the so-called terrorist attack, right? And the Patriot Act was passed well, about a month and a half later. <laughs> they just conveniently were able to rush out this huge document. Uh, so I'm looking at this document right now. And that I got, you know, from Congress, it's over 400 pages long. Over 400, it's 401 and a half pages long. That's longer than, than most books are, okay? So, basically, our government was able to, to churn out over 400 pages in a legal document. Legal documents take longer to write because you have to be very careful of how things are worded if it's a legal document right? Because it's legal. So it's going to affect a lot of people. It has to be very particular, very specific, and very careful in how it's in and in, in how it's written. And yet, it only took them a month to to get this document released um, after 9-11. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's not likely, I got to tell you, I've written a book, as you know, Diary of a Mad Bag Lady, you should buy it. It's online, you can find it Diary of a Mad Bag Lady. <laughs> it takes a long time to write a book. You know, a person can spend years writing a book. So, you know, the notion that someone could churn out over 400 pages of a document, particularly that's legal and has to be well-written and written in a, a very careful way, there's just no way that could have been done in a month or even two months. No. Mm -mm. That's the kind of thing that could take years to compose, to put together. Even if you have a bunch of people getting together and working on it, you know, it's just... We're talking about law law here, you know. Um, it, there's just no way. And, of course, we know that Joe Biden was the original architect of this, this Patriot Act. He was the one who originally um, put it together years before 9-11, years before. So they were just waiting for their big chance, you know, um, to, to put through the law. Basically, they needed something to happen so that they could get the American people dumbed down enough and frightened enough that they would just give up their Fourth Amendment, because that's what the Patriot Act is all about. Essentially, um, instead of being called the Patriot Act, it should have been called the Anti-Fourth Amendment Act. In fact, that there, were, there was an activist group called Restore the Fourth for a very long time, Restore the Fourth, and they just gave up after a while because they could not convince the American people that our Fourth Amendment right to privacy is important. Because as long as people are frightened, they'll just give up all their rights. And it, it just, it works like clockwork, apparently. You know, you just make people afraid and boom, they'll give up all their freedom, <laughs> just like that. But let's just take a look at this public law, 107-56, dated October 26, 2001. You can download it yourself. Go to congress.gov. If you trust the government, which I do not, um, you can download the copy. I mean, to be honest, I know it's terrible, but I, I downloaded this. Um, I have this, the copy of this document. But, you know, for all I know, they edited it before they put it up on their website. Who knows, really? I mean, I just don't trust this government at all. I'm sorry to say. It is disappointing, you know, because we don't have an alternative um, and clearly, we don't have a population of people who really are capable of creating a new government. I think that we are so dumbed down, so ignorant of history, of historic events, and of human nature and how people interact with each other. Uh, I think there's just tremendous ignorance 
<clears throat> and I think that we are so socially distanced. As I've mentioned before, we've been socially distanced for a long time. We don't know how to cooperate anymore. We don't know how to get along anymore. I'm seeing this with activist groups, you know, people trying to resist what's going on. You know, we don't know how to get along. We don't know how to talk to each other, communicate. I mean, it's, it's very, very disturbing. And, and I believe it's orchestrated. I believe it's by design. The powers that be want us that way. They want us to not be able to come together as a people so that they can more easily control us, you know. Um, but any, in any case, <clears throat> so this is a document over 400 pages long. It says, uniting and strengthening America by providing appropriate tools required to intercept and obstruct terrorism, USA Patriot Act of 2001. Okay, so providing P, appropriate A, tools T, required R, to intercept I, and obstruct O, terrorism T. So that's what the, what the word patriot stands for. You know, their terms, patriot, um, you know, providing appropriate tools required intercept, obstruct terrorism. And they use that term patriot. Why? Because conservatives, Republicans, tend to use that term patriot. We're patriots. We're patriotic. And so the propaganda at that time, following 9-11, was aimed at conservatives, it was aimed at conservatives. So if you are a conservative Republican, if you were alive at that time, okay, and you were an adult at that time, you and you were a conservative Republican, you probably fell for this propaganda and thought the Patriot Act was a good idea. It was a war on terror. You probably went along with it. And I say this not to, okay, I'm not trying to chastise you. I'm not trying to criticize you. I'm not trying to be condescending, as I mentioned before. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get people to see how we are all manipulated. And right now, right now, the propaganda that's being used now is being used against the liberals to target them, to get them on board with the surveillance state. But following 9-11... Following 9-11, the propaganda was targeted towards conservatives to get them to be on board with the surveillance state. All these conservative Republicans who said they want smaller government, they don't want government intervention, voted their lives away when they allowed the Patriot Act to get passed. There should have been a public outcry when the Patriot Act was passed, but people just went along with it because we were told to be afraid. And, um, you know, the terrorists, the bad guys, the boogeyman, the boogeymen, <laughs> they're out there. And so we need to give up our Fourth Amendment right to privacy. We need to be watched and monitored and controlled constantly by this government, by Big Brother, to protect us for our own good. Because government is better than us. And so it just, it really amazes me now when I hear and see so many conservative Republicans concerned about COVID-19, about this so-called virus, which it's never been isolated, so we don't even know if it exists. 
<laughs> if it really exists or if it's just another strain of the flu or maybe it's 5G, you know, technology affecting people's bodies and making them sick. We don't even know what it is exactly. But <laughs> whatever it is, it's being used to take away our civil liberties. And all these conservative Republican types who are complaining now a lot of them are still okay with the Patriot Act. And I, I mean, I've tried having conversations with people and I'm amazed by how many people who will not admit to the fact that, yeah, I went along with it. I went along with it after 9-11. I fell for the propaganda at that time. Once we understand this propaganda and how it works and how it affects us, we can have some empathy and compassion for the people who are really kind of stupid enough to fall for it now, you know? Um, because they target people right now, all the rhetoric that they're using, you know, saying things like, you know, uh, we're in this together and, you know, we need to, you know, care about others more than ourselves. And, you know, and you're being a selfish person if you don't wear a mask. It's all aimed at these liberals, these so-called liberal do-gooders who think that they're being compassionate and kind and helping others you know, and, and, you know, they're just like, you know, the, the conservatives were told you're being patriotic. If you allow this Patriot Act, it's an act for the patriots. You know, if you allow that to be passed, you see, they're using, they're playing games with our minds. They're manipulating us. And the first step to knowing that is to realize they can manipulate me too. We're all vulnerable to being manipulated. Now, I protested against the Patriot Act. I mean, I've, I've been protesting against all the post-9-11 laws that have been put through. And I'm protesting now. I haven't changed. <laughs> but um, we all can be manipulated. You know, we all can. And we need to understand that. You know, and I think one of the reasons why I, I, I've been immune to the propaganda is that I know that I can be manipulated. So I question it. You know, um, why are they trying to get me to think this or feel this, you know? Um, so we, we need to understand the manipulation that went on here. The manipulation. Again, you can, I urge you to download this, uh, this document yourself and read it. You know, I have not read through it all. Um, and of course, at the time when the Patriot Act was passed, the Democrats, they were innocent. They claimed they were innocent. They were following the Constitution. The Republicans were not following the Constitution, or not following, following the laws of the Constitution. And many Democratic politicians complained, you know, the Republicans are taking away our rights, and we're, you know, we're trying to, to stop this. But we didn't read the Patriot Act before we signed it. That's what a lot of people in Congress said. We didn't read it. It was 400 pages long. We didn't have time to read it. Oh, but you had time to write it. Somebody had time to write it. In less than two months' time, but there wasn't time to read it. Interesting. Wow. Maybe I should be in Congress because I can read. You know, I've got it here in front of me to read. So um, I guess I could do a better job than than people in our, our Congress can, and that's really sad. I'm just going to read part of it. Okay, an act. Quote: To deter and punish terrorist acts in the United States and around the world, to enhance law enforcement investigatory tools and for other purposes. Unquote. Interesting. So this law was passed to prevent terrorist attacks around the world? Wait a minute. 
this is an American law. This is a U.S. law. What does it have to do with other countries around the world? Was the United States trying to take over the world? Oh, gosh, no. Our, our government would never do that, right? Because our government doesn't get involved in other countries and what they're doing and try to tell other countries what to do, right? No, our government never does that. Our government is good. Okay, so, quote, be it enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America and Congress assembled, Section 1, Short Title and Table of Contents, A, Short Title. This act may be cited as the uniting and strengthening America by providing appropriate tools required to intercept and obstruct terrorism, USA Patriot Act, uniting and strengthening America, USA. So I'm going to scroll down to the end because that's just the beginning of the act. Uh, maybe at some point we'll read through the whole thing. Why not? We'll do what Congress can't do and <laughs> just read it. But what I did see at the end, the very last page, which is 401, quote, authorization of appropriations. There is hereby authorized for the Department of Defense for fiscal year 2002, $20 million for the Defense Threat Reduction Agency for activities of the National Infrastructure Simulation and Analysis Center under this section in that fiscal year, unquote. What does that mean? Well, I don't know exactly what that means, but I do know that the Department of Defense got $20 million, it sounds like. Apparently, there is a plan to militarize our society. That's what I'm getting from that. If you go to um, critical infrastructure, Okay, it, it throughout the this 400 page document, <laughs> uh, this over 400 page document, it does describe more. It does tell you more. So maybe at some point we should read through it for this podcast, shouldn't we? Because you don't want to read it. You want somebody to read it to you. I know you guys. I know my wonderful invisible listeners. They'd rather have somebody read through this for them. Okay, so I just wanted to to go over that briefly to let you know that this law, this Patriot Act, opened up the door for what we're dealing with now, and we need to close it. But can we close it? Because some of us have been wanting to repeal the Patriot Act for nearly 20 years now, but both Democrats and Republicans together have been conspiring, yes, they have been conspiring, to keep that Patriot Act in effect. Because you know what? There's always going to be an emergency. There's always going to be something, whether it's a virus or a terrorist attack or anything. There's always going to be a problem in society. That's just life. But we don't give up our freedom whenever something goes wrong, do we? So what do you think? Is wearing a cloth over your nose and running away in fear from other people keeping you safe? Do you want your human body to be genetically modified and become a human GMO? Should other people be forced to have their bodies genetically modified? Were you a huge fan of the Nazis and happy they returned to wreak further havoc on the entire world? Do you think Bill Gates should take the place of God or your higher power? Let us know. Until next time, occupy yourself, occupy your mind. Stay human. Stay independent and stay free. Not the sanitary napkin company. I mean, stay free as in remain free. Oh, never mind. Wonderful Invisible listeners, if you like this show, you may want to consider supporting it. 
you can do that by buying the book about economic inequality called Diary of a Mad Bag Lady. Diary of a Mad Bag Lady by Maria, M-E-R-I-A. You can find it doing a simple search online. Or you can buy one of our anti-totalitarianism t-shirts. Why not? Send the world a message about totalitarianism by buying one of these wonderful shirts or stickers. And you can get them by going to rockandrollgypsy.creator-spring.com. That's R-O-C-K-N-R-O-L-L-G-Y-P-S-Y dot creator, C-R-E-A-T-O-R-spring.com. Why not show your support for the show, help the show to continue without uh, dealing with money coming from big business interests by buying yourself some really cool anti-establishment t-shirts. 